There are three ways up to Castle View from the town of Castle Rock, Route 117, Pleasant Road, and the Suicide Stairs. Every day this summer, yes, even on Sundays, 12-year-old Gwendy Peterson has taken the stairs, which are held by strong, if time-rusted, iron bolts, and zigzag up the cliffside. She walks the first hundred, jogs the second hundred, and forces herself to run up the last hundred and five, pelting, as her father would say, hell-bent for election. At the top, she bends over, red-faced, clutching her knees, hair in sweaty clumps against her cheeks. It always escapes her ponytail on that last sprint, no matter how tight she ties it, and puffing like an old cart horse. Yet there has been some improvement. When she straightens up and looks down the length of her body, she can see the tips of her sneakers. She couldn't do that in June, on the last day of school, which also happened to be her last day in Castle Rock Elementary. Her shirt is sweat-pasted to her body, but on the whole, she feels pretty good. In June, she felt ready to die of a heart attack every time she reached the top. Nearby, she can hear the shouts of the kids on the playground. From a bit farther away comes the chink of an aluminum bat hitting a baseball as the senior league kids practice for the Labor Day charity game. She's wiping her glasses on the handkerchief she keeps in the pocket of her shorts for just that purpose when she is addressed. Hey, girl, coming over here for a bit? We ought to palaver, you and me. Gwendy puts her specs on, and the blurred world comes back into focus. On a bench in the shade, close to the gravel path leading from the stairs into the Castle View Recreational Park, sits a man in black jeans, a black coat like for a suit, and a white shirt unbuttoned at the top. On his head is a small, neat black hat. The time will come when Gwendy has nightmares about that hat. The man has been on the same bench every day this week, always reading the same book, Gravity's Rainbow. It's thick and looks mighty arduous, but has never said anything to her until today. Gwendy regards him warily. I'm not supposed to talk to strangers. That's good advice. He looks about her father's age, which would make him 38 or so, and not bad-looking, but wearing a black suit coat on a hot August morning makes him a potential weirdo in Gwendy's book. Probably got it from your mother, right? Father, Gwendy says. She'll have to go past him to get to the playground, and if he really is a weirdo, he might try to grab her, but she's not too worried. It's broad daylight, after all. The playground is close and well-populated, and she's got her wind back. In that case, says the man in the black coat, let me introduce myself. I'm Richard Ferris, and you are... She debates, then thinks, what harm? Gwendy Peterson? So there, we know each other. Gwendy shakes her head. Names aren't knowing. He throws his head back and laughs. It's totally charming in its honest good humor, and Gwendy can't help smiling. She still keeps her distance, though. He points a finger gun at her. Pow! That's a good one. You're a good one, Gwendy. And while we're at it, what kind of name is that, anyway? A combination. My father wanted a Gwendolyn, that was his granny's name, and my mom wanted a Wendy, like in Peter Pan, so they compromised. Are you on vacation, Mr. Ferris? This seems likely. They are in Maine, after all, and Maine proclaims itself vacation land. It's even on the license plates.
You might say so. I travel here and there. Michigan one week, Florida the next. Then maybe a hop to Coney Island for a red hot and a ride on the cyclone. I am what you might call a rambling man, and America is my beat. I keep an eye on certain people. Check back on them every once and again. Chink goes the bat on the field past the playground, and there are cheers. Well, it's been nice talking to you, Mr. Ferris, but I really ought to stay a bit longer. You see, you're one of the people I've been keeping an eye on just recently. This should sound sinister, and does, a little, but he's still smiling in the aftermath of his laughter. His eyes are lively, and if he's Chester the molester, he's keeping it well hidden, which she supposes the best ones would do. Step into my parlor, said the spider to the fly. I've got it.